Whoa, hello. Welcome to the podcast. My name is uh, Laughing Boy LP. Uh, this is another fantastic edition of Dialogue Box. And uh, I am joined by three very lovely guests. This is actually screwed. I need to look at OBS. I can't look here. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm on the top. Because I'm looking here and I see Josh on the top left. I'm like, you're not the host. I mean, you could be if you wanted to. Do you want to just take over? Welcome to episode 69 of Dialogue Box. We're going to talk about games of the 2022 holiday season. I thought you were going to say the 21st century. I'm like, that's still fine. That's okay. No, just the holiday games. <laughs> uh, uh, over on my bottom left, we've got Proton John. Hello. Hello. Uh, and disrobing in front of us all. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. What? <laughs> Andrew needs to. Andrew you heard the man say? Oh Jesus! <laughs> Take off your power armor. Just uh, one fell swoop. Look, I didn't tell her to do it. She just, just, just puff up. That's your right. Yeah. Everyone deserves to see my glorious muscles. <laughs> Jesus, say you're ripped. Go. Look at look just. That is the thing you would say when your arms just randomly just do that. Look at me go! <laughs> Yay! Oh. Uh, we got Miss Sayanella here. Hello. Hi, it's me. I'm a disaster, which is why I'm not on cam. And also my webcam setup is trashed. So, hey y'all. I'm a gif. Linebeck says, is me. That, is what, that is what I see on Miss camera feed. We got a new feature here. Um, so basically, uh, hold on. Let me let me take a step back for a second. Um, we, the, if you're not familiar with the show, this is a show where we talk about video games and all things content creation. Even though I hate the term content creation, that's what it is. What it is. Um, and uh, you know, we just I create a bunch of topics. I trick a bunch of people into being my friend, and uh, we all hang out for like an hour and talk about the thing that I told you all to talk about is mistake quiet. Uh, is she shouldn't. Well, okay. She's a little lower. You may, you may want to pump up your volume. A you little have bit. you at 200% on. This I one. also oh have, God. I think, I think my interface is like dying. Whoa, there we like, go. Whoa. Okay. Is that it better? Went up and it, then it went yeah. Down. It was like a huge spike. Oh, okay. Okay. How about, oh, that's, how about, yeah. I have it cranked to actually as far right as it can go. My interface is dying. <laughs> so like you're new interface. I was about to say your interface is voting for Trump. It's that far right. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> as far as it can go. Hello, everybody. Um, so if you're not, yeah. So I've already talked about what the show is. You can check us out live at YouTube.com/slash/LaughingBoyLP, where you can uh, chat with us. And you can see I, I've created a thing now where I can actually highlight your messages in chat. We are responding to you. We do. You are seen. You are visible. We love you. Steve Thank you for valid. being here. You are valid in my lane. <laughs> Everything is working as it should because I didn't just do this 20 seconds ago before we had to get started. Um. But you can also listen to us on your favorite podcasting services like Spotify or Apple or Google or whatever. And if you are, 
God, please vote. Uh, please give us a good rating if that is a thing. I know Spotify does it now. Just, just please. Just please. Uh, it, it really helps out the show. Um, if you are watching us live on YouTube, you can also like this video, which helps with the SEO as well as, uh, you know, maybe subscribe to the channel. Uh, it's a little quick little button press. It costs you nothing. Uh, you know, you know what? Subscribing on Twitch costs money. It doesn't cost money here. True, it is there free. is a way to pay <laughs> if you do enjoy my content, though. Elite <laughs> is asking, what on earth is that gif? You, uh, it's, uh, Masay said that she That's was looking Masay. like straight. Yeah, it's, uh, did you, how muscles. do you, <laughs> how did you not, un, like, come on. Um... <laughs> You know, we we have a lot of jokes here at Dialogue Box, but sometimes we actually talk about the things that we're actually going to talk about. And uh, today's talk about is, as Josh Jepson said, we're going to be talking about our uh, the games that we played in the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, I'm sure we all played a lot of games. Uh, I played a couple. I played this, was one of those, this is one of those years I didn't play very many. Uh, I, picked, I picked a lot. Not gonna lie, this was a very awkward year for me too. I don't know why one of my recent searches was Viva La Juicy, but here we are. <laughs> and long live the juicy. Long live the juice. Uh, it's Masay's true form. Masay's just continuing to look like what she like looks like in D and D. That's true. Asterisk. Masay uh, has uh, been lifting. Buffanella, so swole. John could do the same as the gift, but he doesn't want to show off. John no, is the keeper no. of the chat. Imagine playing games. I can't imagine it. Can you guys imagine it? Uh, I can't imagine. imagine. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, Sorry. Remember when I was supposed to have like everyone's names Are we names supposed to be here? recording this locally? Just to ask. Oh, it's far too late, Jonathan. <laughs> no, okay. Do so not worry. Do not worry. Every look, I'm taking literally everything from this VOD and it's just gonna go to Spotify. You can listen to Dialogue Box on Spotify and please give us a very, very good rating. <laughs> I'm so sorry to all of you who are listening. Uh we we have a really good uh video footage of Messeanella here. Only Buff Tanja can match Masay's muscles. And, and you can participate in all that camaraderie if you just, you know, see watch the show live. You can uh, bitch and moan at us all you want. Uh, enough of that. I clearly... Well, I, I just want to kind of go down the line so um, we can start with uh, Josh and okay. just kind of talk about, like, what your year looked like. What games did you play? Uh, you don't necessarily have to start ranking them just yet. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, and, and just kind of go over how things were. Well, when I was initially putting my list together, I was thinking, like, what even did I play in the year 2022? And I looked <laughs> back and I was like, what are the top games of 2022? Just to like get like jog my memory. And looking down at the list, I played like none of the top games of 2022 at all. Uh, besides like a tiny bit of maybe Elden Ring. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, you know, I, but then I came across Kirby in the Forgotten Land and I was like, oh yeah, that came out this past year and it was like one of the best Kirby experiences I've ever had. I, it was so fun. Um, so that's, 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 that was like one of my highlights of the year. 
Um, uh, Cult of the Lamb I've been playing a little bit of. Um, Pokemon Legends Arceus came out the beginning of last year as well. So these are all like those are like probably the three games I played the most. Well, no, there's one more game. Splatoon 3 that I played probably the most in 2022, which I guess it came out like right at the end. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a year of of fun, colorful games, except for uh, Legends Arceus, which looked like a pile of garbage. But it was fun. It was it was a fun pile of garbage. <laughs> um yeah, what was the oh the only other thing the so all of the all of the games on my list are from 2022, but uh I revisited Pokemon Black and White as well this past oh, nice. year. And a bunch of other Pokemon games, but Black and White was the only one that I played all the way through. And uh just kind of like to get in the mood for Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> um <laughs> which I still haven't completed. Um and it, Pokemon Black and White, I, I was reminded like how good that game actually is and it kind of feels like a swan song to to classic pokemon games like before they moved to 3d um so i mean that's pretty much it that's what i play this year i mean i can talk more in depth about each one but uh yeah and it and all of those games too like the the because most of the stuff that i play i'm playing on stream right so i'm looking for good stream games calls of the land is like one of the best stream games i've ever played it's got like the perfect pacing between like the the roguelike adventure stuff and then going in like managing your little cult and like farming or you know forcing your people to eat poop uh and and then going back out adventuring and and doing like the high action stuff and then like going back and like you could just play it for hours because you just get this like break in between the the high action stuff so um you know when i'm looking for a, a really good game i'm looking for a good stream game that that has good pacing like that um and calls of the land was that for me i need to play more i haven't i haven't actually played it a ton but um i really enjoyed what i played although it launched very buggy as yeah i heard that. almost every game does i remember hearing that <laughs> and that's actually why i didn't play it when it came out because i heard so much about the bugs and i was like i'll wait on it i think they fixed most everything uh the, the console versions are still buggy as hell though Mm-mm-mm. but the the pc versions where it's at and also has like twitch integration too where you can have like you can raffle off followers to your 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 viewers and it like right. just takes their it takes their name and then you just i don't know sacrifice them i guess <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean that's part of the game you sacrifice people it's a cult man you can make people die by eating poop you you can't well they there's a chance that they might die but there's seriously like there's like a I don't know if it's a part of the tutorial or what, but like near the beginning of the game, they always like, well, there's one person that's like, cult leader, I'd love to eat some poop. <laughs> Please <laughs> oh make me a dish. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this game? Anyway, it's great. It's very funny. Uh, Dr. Bowser in chat, legit feel that with Josh. Pokemon and Kirby were the only first party games I played last yeah. year was the year of expansions for me, to be honest. Next month will be as well. I really um, want to talk like a ton about Splatoon 3, but yeah, Pokemon and Kirby were like my highlights. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, John, how about you? What was the question? Um, what is your name? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> well, do I know anymore? Uh, John. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, you all right, Josh? Um, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm well, fine. How was your 2022? What games did you kind of play? Uh, like... What was your what was go- is, what the hell was going on with you in 2022? What's up? 
this was the year I actually played the most games that came out this year. Like usually, uh, like the count I have at the end of the year is like, oh, I played like twenty games or like twenty-five ish games that came out this year. Apparently, this year I played more than fifty. Wow, that that came out Whoa. in twenty-two. How do you play so many video games, John? Uh, John, it is my job. How do you do that? It's my I job mean, too. But me I too. Barely... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same. I just play. No, I was, I was just about to say I can. I just play Banjo Kazooie over and over. Again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my content. <laughs> yeah, no, I played a, a bunch of games that came out that year. Uh, some of them were done for a promo. Some were things I actually was excited for. Some were things that I wish I had gotten around to playing. I had a my pile of shame this year is still also pretty big, all things considered. I almost thought. So you said pile of shame. I almost thought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's what we call it uh, in in top down. On top down perspective, we have like our games we played, game of the year. Oh, your actual games, like games that we wanted to play but never got to play it. Got it. So looking at my list, like uh, my pile of shame is twenty two games that I own that came out last year that I did not play. Crazy. Yeah. Or if I play, I played barely enough of it to count for game of the year discussion because a couple of these I played like the first chapter of. Yeah, and that's something that I forgot to mention. Well, we'll kind of mention it as we go through the list. Um, um, but yeah, like the games we played, and I know we talked about this last year too, because you have two separate lists. Um, and that those lists are basically like games that actually came out this year and games that didn't come out this year, but you played and beat for the first time that that previous year. My, yeah, and my, mine is my, just like this hodgepodge of both. It's a nightmare. I'm I'm literally just using my top down list. So we have categories. We have what do we have here? Our Patreon game of the year. So what game we played that our patrons asked us to play and discuss uh, 2022's 20XX game of the year, which is a game that came out in any year other than 2021 that we played and enjoyed 2022's 2021 game of the year. So a game that came out the year prior that we enjoyed. Most disappointing games of the year, surprises of the year, best audio of the year, wholesome game of the year, Patreon game of the year, and then the actual top 10 honorable mentions and pile of shame. <laughs> That's how ours, so ours is broken down pretty detailed, honestly. All right. And then Masay, how about you? I mean, I just, I just have a Google doc and I just threw everything in a big old nebulous cloud of text. So I, I'm not organized. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere near that organized um but yeah i played i played a few games last year uh not a whole lot of like the current games i was mainly catching up on some of the like popular indie games that have passed that i just didn't play like i played hades yeah. i finished a run of hades i played bug snacks i literally like right before the end of the year i played hollow knight and that was great <laughs> so, i did see some um, of that yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. So I play I played a lot of like that sort of deal. Uh I did I did play some other stuff. Yo, I played Wobble Dogs and that game oh, was yeah. wild. If you haven't played Wobble, Wobble Dogs, Dogs. Yeah, have you not played Wobble Dogs? No. It's on Switch now, so it's like portable. Uh you should probably try it at some point. Google it. It's so good. Um Wobble Dogs is a lot of fun. I streamed it once. It was an absolute Dude, you know what? Just stream what it blind. Just stream game? it buy it, stream it's it bl good. blind. Yeah. Stream it blind. Yeah, okay, don't don't, don't do, do too much right, research. I saw a screenshot. But yeah, yeah, that's all you need. I literally <laughs> saw that on Steam one day. It was just like, you might like this. And I just bought it. 
instantly <laughs> and I decided that day I'm going to stream this tomorrow that that was the pattern of wobble dogs I, I saw it on Steam and I was like, mine, okay, time to stream it. And I did. And it was like the wildest dream I probably did of 2022. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> Dare you to? Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll play it. Hell uh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm no. going to watch out for it because I'm, I'm going to pop in there. I'm gonna be I'll like, play it on yes. name alone. Wobble Dogs? Let's wobble go. Dogs. Yeah, Wobble Dogs. It, it's best to go in that without <laughs> any sort of like knowledge. So <laughs> it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. Um, but yeah, I, I played that. I mean, I played the game, the games that everyone played TM, like Legends Arceus, which I adored. Uh, I started Scarlet, but I still haven't finished it. I'm like end game now, but I started Scarlet 2022. Uh, Splatoon 3, I played a lot of, uh, played it with Josh. Josh, you should play more. We should play. Um, yeah. Um... Mm, but yeah, there, there, there's a few things. Killer Fire, Stray was good. Stray was good. I played Stray. Clonoa, I played also. Oh yeah, I also Other played Portal game. for the first time. Oh, what game? Portal. You played? Oh yeah, you played, played Portal for the, for the first time. Yeah. Whoa, how was that? It was good. It was. Um, I just was losing my mind the whole time because it made me feel dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah. I felt really dumb, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I really want to play Portal Two at some point and stream that. I hear it's even better. So. And that has it has co it has a co op campaign too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is just a whole different set of mind bending stuff. Trying. To oh, is it separate? Coordinate. coordinate. It, I mean, it, it's two people doing usually two different tasks and they have to oh, work together to complete okay. the puzzles but okay uh, and it's just it's very clever and interesting i mean it's all clever every everything about portal is clever <laughs> excellent all right well, I will. and it's separate from the main game so you can play it basically is. the game twice and you get com two completely different places yeah that that that's what i was wondering if it was like if it was the same campaign but two oh, player yeah. or nope. no it's a it's completely its different thing interesting yep. oh i'm excited now okay i need yeah i need to I need to play that. Portal 2 also has the thing where you can like people make maps for it. They have an in-game puzzle editor that and then you oh, can just wow. upload them to Steam. So you can just download people's puzzles. But then they also open it up to like other modding tools. So you can go use the same system to download all of these crazy mods as well. Mm, um, mm, mm. So it's just like super easy to play. Oh, forever. that's cool. <laughs> well, I guess that's how it's survived so long and how people mm -hmm. have, like, loved it through all of this time. Because I, I swear, every time Portal comes up and I'm like, I haven't played it! And I just immediately <laughs> get yelled at. I get yelled at immediately by any group or person I'm with. I just get yelled at for not playing Portal. So I finally played Portal 1 and it was great. I get it. Yeah. I deserved it. Yeah. It's one of those, it's one of those, like, you definitely can say, like, this game deserves the hype. Like, kind yeah. of, like, it's, it's special. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really was. It was special. And yeah, I, these days, super cheap. I remember buying True. the orange box. Um, not oh, God, for Portal. Yeah. I know a lot of people bought orange box because it was like, oh, we like Half-Life already. Here's Half-Life 2. And also there's this crazy little game called Portal and everybody loved it. I had no idea about Portal before I bought the orange box. I was just like, oh, this is a great deal. There's a lot of games in this and Half-Life looks really interesting. So I'm going to start with that. And I'm just sitting there playing through Half-Life 2, chatting with my buddy online. And he's like, have you tried Portal yet? And I was like, no. What is what is that? I didn't even know that it was one of the games in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but then my life was changed forever. 
I thought the orange box didn't play anything except T- TF2 in it. Wow, yeah. TF2, I barely, I didn't even touch TF2 in the uh, orange that's box. That's the only thing I played in the orange box. I, I touched nothing else. Yeah. Get them I'm, all, baby. Baby. <laughs> so uh, I never finished episode two of Half-Life 2. Oh, yeah. Nah, I'm, Val never finished episode three. <laughs> <laughs> I think I... I I definitely bought Orange Box, but I bought it on PS3. And that was like one of the very first time that Valve even acknowledged Sony after like releasing Half-Life 1 for the PS2. Uh, So, um, it didn't last very long for me because I couldn't like play online with anybody. Uh, And then eventually I wound up getting Steam and just selling it back. But uh, Orange Box was my introduction to PC gaming, says H. John Drive. So many hours in a Half-Life 2 back in early high school. Yeah, I mean, I played a lot of Counter-Strike back in, in high school. Way too much. Um, as for myself, I have, a, I have a notes section on my phone. I, I document this because I know I'm doing this every year at this point. But I had a very interesting year, I guess, to say the least. Um, it started with me finishing a bunch of games I tried to finish from 2021. So I definitely had stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy um, and uh, a couple other things. I, because of the streams, I wound up doing a lot of multiplayer like forever games. And that was kind of where I get like Mario Strikers and Nintendo Sports and uh, Super Rush and Par- Mario Party Superstars. So I this was kind of like the year that my... Almost my entire list is kind of dominated by games that I mainly finished because of streams. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, that being said, I finally bought Bayonetta because a physical copy of it was on the Switch. So I bought that for 30 bucks and played through it. Um, so that was the first time I'd played through the original Bayonetta. Uh, I finally finished the original translation of Final Fantasy V because that's a thing I like to do. And now we have the actual pixel remasters, so I'm looking forward to playing those. Um, and then, yeah, I guess, like, along, among other things, there, one of the games I had to include was Brilliant Diamond, because I didn't finish that until 2022. Uh, we have Legends Arceus and um, a couple other things, like Sonic Mania. I didn't actually do too much in terms of, like, single-player DLC. The only one that appears here is just Shadows of Rose, um, since I went ahead and just finished up. I had already beaten Resident Evil 8, um, I think, like, pretty quickly after it came out. And being able to do the Shadows of Rose DLC was actually really nice um, when it actually was relevant. Because usually I'm very bad at playing catch-up with that sort of thing. A uh, lot of ret- couple of retro things. I played GoGo 13, which was a mistake. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> played Sonic Origins, um, which I... I know some people were pretty upset, uh, disappointed in that uh, collection, but I actually, to to a degree, I both agree and disagree. I I think it's great to be able to play all those games in one collection again after Sonic 3 and Knuckles was gone for so long. Um, And then uh, Shredder's Revenge. So that was that was big time. And uh, Cowabunga Collection, which I apparently did not put on this list. But I, I literally beat that the entire week that I was staying in California for the for a week while I was just dying without air conditioning during one of the hottest weeks in California's history. 
Cowabunga. Cowabunga. <laughs> I was miserable. I haven't been without air conditioning in like years. Origins was fine since Cole. And I agree with that. It was fine. Um, so now we've kind of discussed like, like most Sonic like games. yeah like most Sonic it games was fine <laughs> Origins was fine uh, Storebot's fine I guess Frontiers came out this last year didn't it Frontiers came out I wanted to finish it before this podcast episode and I'm like literally at the very end my ADHD just like keeps popping up and I keep trying to get like the friendship tokens even though there's more than you need but it bothers me that the map is not completely clean. And so I'll just spend like an hour just looking for stuff that I don't need oh, to look for. Don't do that because I, I know. think if, a, if like I, the meteor shower happens, they all come back. The friendship tokens? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I know the, I know the enemies come back. That actually bothers me a lot because the only time you know whether or not you've defeated them is either before a meteor shower or uh, when you actually meet them, they'll have a star above their health bar that says you've killed them before. And like, I wish you could just tell me on the map. Um, Alita says, love Frontiers, excited for the DLC later this year. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. I'll at least hopefully we'll have beaten the game by then. I think well, I didn't play Frontiers. And I don't play a lot of Sonic games, but from what I gather from the, the general uh, public, it seems that Frontiers was pretty good for the most part. For the most um, part, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's good to hear. I'm glad that Sonic fans are eating good right now because the music is a banger. Yeah, I keep see honestly, like that's the that's like the part that I've seen the most is like just listening to some of the music. I literally have not played any of it. I don't. I don't even own it right now. I'd like what, to play it, but what's that I, one song I, called? I just, like Heart, Fire, Fire, Flame, something. Uh, uh, through the Fire and Flames. By Dragon Force, of course. <laughs> Sonic Force. <laughs> Sonic Force. Wait, no, that wasn't. That was I, I, one of the bad Sonic games. That was one of the I heard, I think, was like Undefeatable or something like that. Yeah. First boss song. Undefeatable, I think, is the best known out of them all. At the yeah, moment. it it just it is uh it it goes hard, and I'm like ah oh, yes. What's the Street Fighter <laughs> Four song called? Oh, indestructible. Indestructible. Okay, I was like indestructible. Yeah. Put those. I want a mashup of those two. Um. <laughs> so, we moving right along. We've got. How has it been an hour? Knock it off. Yeah. Jeez. Time. Talking about we're, we're chatting with forwards. friends. <laughs> Time goes forward. Tanner even mentions uh, beat Crypto the Necrodancer. Every character's story near the end oh, of God. November beat Xbox One on the Wii. Wow. Oh, beat Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I said, Xbox One, I played it on the Wii. Be, I beat the, <laughs> the Xbox One. I beat the whole thing. Beat the whole thing. <laughs> Every the Xbox system One system is game. done. The entire you system never need to turn it on again. Done. <laughs> Find Your Flame is also another song. Okay, okay. Barely find your flame. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which find one? your I don't flame. I remember. Find your flame. Which one was that? It's, it's. I'm just assuming any of the songs people love are just when you turn into supersonic, because that's like the only time I ever see vocals pop up. Oh yeah, it is. It's that fight. Yeah. Yeah. I it still need to make sure whether or not I've means. set it to hard mode or not. Um. So, now that we've talked about our years, 
Let's uh, use a numerical point system in order to figure out whether or not our game, the games that we actually played were any good. And uh, we will do that by talking about our top three favorite games of this year. Uh, the way I kind of want to do this, we'll, we'll kind of play it by ear a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about our, you know, our number three. We'll talk about our uh, number two. And then before we get to number one, uh, we will just kind of briefly talk about maybe like honorable mentions or games that we played that we really actually hated or were disappointed in. Um, maybe just, you know, very, very briefly, we'll kind of go into that if, if that's a thing for you. And then we'll go into our number ones and then we'll talk about what we're looking forward to next year, even though we kind of did that during the Q&A session. Um, but uh, if you're listening to this, you know, on Spotify, the Q&A session's not there. It's only for you if you show up at youtube.com slash LP and, and watch the podcast live with video with uh, people taking their shirts off. Yes. You're missing a lot. I mean, look, if you want to listen to us in the car, that's You're absolutely missing great. Perfect abs. You're missing perfect abs. Perfect abs and shining muscles. I don't know what to tell you. You know. And they're all massage. I was about to say, at least you're modest. Flex. That's right. Oh, no modesty here, you know. What about number zero? If I work for it, I'm going to flaunt it. Hello. That's right. Look, this didn't happen by accident. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, That's right. mm -hmm. It came through effort and hard hard work and determination. And determination. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the one. Uh, Biogal says your game of the year 2022 was the last of us part one. We'll see about that. Uh, cause I didn't, I decided not to play one. it. So the re re remaster, the re re remaster. You didn't know you needed it again. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time to watch it on HBO max. <laughs> not sponsored. Brought to you by brought to you by audible.com. Use like code laughing boy LP. Uh, and then they'll laugh at your face because <laughs> who's that guy? Wow. <laughs> they'll charge you more. I, I'm <laughs> one of the only content creators where they hate me so much. They'll actually charge you more for an audible subscription. Get you a reverse 20% increase. That's right. Get a reverse discount by using laughing boy LP 20% more. Um, <laughs> and none of it goes to me. It's crazy. <laughs> They said it was a glitch. I, you know, I don't believe them. So let's talk about our number three game. Uh, I will start with Josh again, since we started with you before. What was cool. your number three game and why? So I mentioned it earlier, but my number one, uh, my number one three, my number three game is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Land. It's colorful. It's Kirby in 3D platforming world, which has never happened except for like, 64 crystal shards which was not a full like 3d platformer it was like kind of you're still just following like a 2d plane almost but um i think this is the best that kirby's been since kirby 64 and the crystal shards like that's my that's my favorite kirby game of all time that one and i'm not like huge on kirby but i am huge on 3d platformer collectathons and so this satisfied something that i really was looking for um you know we haven't seen mario do his thing for a while since odyssey and so like this is a good like stepping stone and hopefully next year or the year afterwards we'll see another like mario odyssey 2 or whatever or like a a return to dk 3d platformers would be cool (laughs) but in the meantime we have kirby and the forgotten land and uh it's 
it, it's 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 a very accessible game because it's easy. It's Kirby. But then to 100 percent, it, it like like scrapes that aside a little bit and is a bit harder underneath. Um, like some of the, the challenges for like beating the bosses and stuff were actually challenging uh, to get like the all the the missions unlocked. Yeah. Get all those checkboxes. Right. Um, it was it was satisfying. It was a, it was a great game. It was it was fantastic. And like I said, it, it, it scratched an itch I was looking for. Um, you know, we've been going through sort of a resurgence of 3D platformers and there's a lot of indie 3D platformers that have come out and they're all great. But to, to have like another like Nintendo 3D platformer uh, come out was very good. And I'm so I'm, I'm very happy with with the way that it turned out. And I'd love to see more uh, Kirby in full 3D in the future. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it wasn't like a, a like again, it wasn't a terribly difficult game overall. Like if you just wanted to like blast through it, it's pretty quick and easy. Mm-hmm. But I think it's satisfying enough to like slide around and jump through, and like all of your your movements are very clean. That it's fun to do quickly. So I can see it being a very fun speed run game. Um, something that I've considered, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I always want to get back into speed running, and I'm like, nah, uh, <laughs> nah. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> high five. It, yeah, it's, it's, it, I like, I love, I have a love hate relationship with speedruns. <laughs> hey, hey. High five. High five. Uh, Again. <laughs> Say, you sound like you have a personal relationship with this topic. <laughs> hey, hey. High five. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, you, you, you don't want to hate the game, but. It, you usually pick something you like to speedrun, and then it, the the act of speedrunning sort of can ruin the experience of the game if you do it wrong <laughs> or do it for too long. I mean, my my experience with Super Mario sixty four was that I speedran at first. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's yeah. interesting. I I I like I played it a little bit when I was a kid, but I'd never finished the game or even got really far into it, so I didn't know the game. But I just started speedrunning it, and so that was like my initial my initial experience with Super Mario 64. That was the first time I actually beat the game was in a 16-star speedrun. Wow, that's wild. Yep. Yep. What a concept. I mean, do you recommend doing that to anyone else? So no. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> not. Play it normal the I first did, time. I did go and back and I did play it later. So I, I, by this point, I have actually like beaten the game legit. But man, it feels real weird because I'm like, I should be doing this a different way. And so it's like my muscle memory wants me to do everything the cheap way. And then I'm just like, no, I have to play this the way it was intended. <laughs> yeah. That kind of so happened it, to me with Sunshine. I was like, I, I just, I, I, you can't go and play that game. I can't play that game casually anymore because I'm like, I could do this fast way. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's exactly how I felt about 64 when I was playing through it. It's just like I, I can't play it normally. It feels weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm the, kind of the opposite. Like, I can get really bad with races because I get so even a game I'm really good with because you just kind of get into a muscle memory thing and so i don't think to play quickly i just think to just go through the game the way i always have so I'll always just like i'll be really really slow because i just don't think that i need to play the game fast um so you just kind of get into a groove and i imagine it's like the complete opposite when you learn how to speed run a game over playing it normally yeah well i don't 
because I feel like when you start like really getting into speedrunning, it does become almost that measure of muscle memory. But it's like, cause like I I've played the route so many times that it just like I'm not thinking about it. I'm literally talking to my chat and reading things on the side while I'm speedrunning it, and I'm not actively thinking like I gotta go faster until I get to the end and I'm like oh god oh, I'm actually doing well wait what <laughs> and then that's when I screw up so it's like yeah. it's 90% muscle memory and just just knowing how it feels versus a mental process I feel and like that becomes very apparent if you don't speed run for a while and then you go back to it and you're like how did I do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's happened to me a couple of times recently yeah. I'm like, i don't know how i pulled this off like my chat will be like i'll be playing sunshine casually or whatever i'll be doing like a crowd control of sunshine or something and i'll get to like some hard trick and chat like challenges me to try and do the trick <laughs> i was like I, could, I used to be able to do this <laughs> i promise i used to do this i swear <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John, how about you? What was your number three? My number three for the year. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series. So this was a re-release of the Klonoa games that actually came out last year. Uh, they, I had never played through Klonoa 2, and I had played Klonoa 1 a bunch, but never actually bothered to finish it. But I love the series. I played through the Game Boy Advance games a bunch. So I was just excited to have a proper re-release of it. They're generally fun to play, and it's nice that uh, now I can just bring it on the go with the Switch. So easy, yeah. easy way to make my top 10. <laughs> yeah, I've heard good things about Klonoa. I think I would really it's like really that good. game. I've never played them. But. As, oh, you uh, if you like it. Kirby, you should like Klonoa. They're yeah. different games gameplay-wise, but they are both uh It's the same feeling. It, yeah. it, it's a vibe. Yeah, It's got that vibe, but yeah, the gameplay is vastly different. Yeah, I've been meaning to play it for years. And then I heard that the, the remake was coming out. And I was like, all right, I'll yeah. probably get it. And I didn't. But I will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that game is like prohibitively expensive now. Like, I'm still oh, God. kicking myself for like wanting to still try to get the first game. Hell, even two is like was kind of expensive. I don't remember if it's gotten as like crazy high as the first game. Two is nowhere near as high as one. Yeah, I think at one point I remember being like, well, if I get Klonoa one, even if it's like one hundred and forty dollars, I think it was like way over MSRP to get the second game. So I was like, nah, I'll, I'll say. But this was like 15 years ago. Klonoa and I think now it's like Canadian. Yeah, so it's it's the price of a full release game nowadays. Great. Well, now I have the opposite problem. <laughs> Yeah, apparently it did two. spike up to 150 at one point though so yeah you are right it did go up and then drop yeah. right back down hey good for me i think anyway Masaya, what was your number three oh <sighs> I, I like it's a little hard for me because i i think my number three actually might be bug snacks Ooh. but it's like very much yeah, that was I. I mean, I played it last year. Okay, fair, right? Yeah, I I played it last year, but it's like very much in contention with uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, because that was like the most fun that I had with a Pokemon game in a long time, and I was I was really into it. It's super like entrenched, but I think like Bug Snacks charmed me a little more. I have Bug Snacks plushies all around my desk now, so I'm like, hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it. Bug Snacks was just like full of personality and uh 
and a lot of really good dialogue that surprised me. And I feel like when I think, when I actively think about like what games I played in 2022, uh, Snacks comes to mind before Legends Arceus does. Like I think about Snacks and I'm like, yeah, I had a good time with that. It was, it was fun. It was cute. It was, uh, it was wild. It was a wild game too. And so I don't know. It also just has like that, that Pokemon snap feeling. Yeah. Mechanic wise, which is like, I've always loved the the Pokemon Snap vibe, and I was, like, really excited about the new Pokemon Snap, and then I got to Bug Snacks, and I'm like, oh my god, this is just Pokemon Snap, but, uh, but weird. So, that's probably my pick for number three. Yeah, and it was a very surprising game, so, like, I... I can't even remember if I wound up getting it on PS5. I think it was, like, I don't think it was one of the free games if you had Plus, uh, Mm. but I thought it was... So I might actually have it on my PS5. It was like one of the very first months. If you just happen to find it was a PS5. One of the very it, first months on the PS5. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So uh, it would be nice to maybe go into that. Um, I think I was kind of spoiled on it way earlier. Um, but I think like uh, the gameplay would still be fun and interesting. Yeah, um, the game the gameplay is still fun. Like yeah. it, it poking around, taking pictures. Yeah, I feel, of these I feel like the creatures. mystery of the game is the main appeal, though. It. Definitely is to an extent. What's popping, gamers? Uh, bunger's popping. Absolutely. Bunger, 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 bunger. Hurdy, dirty, dirty. Um, but yeah, I. It is definitely a very, very charming game. If you haven't checked it out yet, if you haven't either like played or watched somebody else do a let's play or a stream of it, one hundred percent, you should definitely check out Bug Snacks. Um, it was, I would say, like. It wasn't necessarily a surprise hit uh, because a lot of people had like the theme song stuck in their heads when it was like announced for the PS5. Um, But once people were actually playing it, especially because it was a free PS Plus game and most of us had to have it any PS Plus anyway, um, it it got a lot of attention, uh, especially from like social media for a little bit. And I think, yeah, I mean, it it had like a huge surge because yeah. I definitely saw a lot of people playing it all at once right around the time that it came out. I mean, it helped like, that, yeah, the, the being on PS, PSN was a big deal and also it helped that it was, you know, the Octodad team, which already kind of had that its is own true. meme power. That is true. Oh yeah, that is true. <laughs> I always forget that they're the same developer. Um, and then and then you realize and it's like ah oh, that makes sense that checks out <laughs> well octodad also had a very catchy theme song no one suspects a thing <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it was called dadliest catch is just mwah, peak internet humor peak video game humor um as for me my number three was uh mario party superstars and i say that Having not played it until, <laughs> sorry, John, I'm Josh sorry, just I like for... had a very, a very good reaction to that. I forgot <laughs> entirely about Super Mario Party or Mario Party Superstars, and that like that would totally have gone on my list, and it may yet. <laughs> <laughs> just like quietly rewriting in the background. Shit. Yeah, that, was, that was such a volatile reaction. <laughs> I like, I played that, it that... like twice a week for the for like the last year, like. <laughs> you'd think i would have remembered that uh, but yeah i mean part of it is and like i felt like 
I felt like there might have been other games that I could have put on this list higher. But one of the things that I was really pushing myself to do last year was streaming. And with Mario Party Superstars, it was a very good opportunity for me to like start reaching out to people and be like, hey, do you want to like do these collab streams and just hang out and play Mario Party? And I've been having a lot of difficulty with doing that. And so a lot of it isn't just the game itself. Like the game is still solid and good. But it was mostly just the fact that, like, I was able to actually play a multiplayer game for the most part and really have fun enjoying it, especially online with uh, I've played at least a board with one of you three at some point last year. So, hey, um, yep. so I, that was a very big deal for me. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's like. I would say it's probably one of the best Mario Party games I've played in a long time like really long time which isn't saying much because it's just a re-release <laughs> but at right. the same time um like it, it's solid game it's a very, it's a very well polished re-release <laughs> good online multiplayer like decent online multiplayer to a to a degree um yeah. and just for me i was just like this was this was good it was a good thing it was a good thing that happened to me last year so i'm gonna put it on my list um let's quickly move on to our number two so we'll go back to you josh what was your number two game of 2022 well my number two game is now super mario (laughs) 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 it's my new number two it was and i'll talk about this instead but uh it was gonna be pokemon legends arceus um i'm not sure why i put this above kirby in hindsight i probably would have put kirby as my number two and this at number three um but despite the the fact that I still stand by Pokemon Legends Arceus looking terrible, just the environments and everything and like being in the world just didn't feel right. And it took me out of the immersion of it a lot. What put me back into the immersion of that game was the battling and capturing capturing mechanics were just very solid and super different and new for Pokemon. And I really I hope that they go back to that for future releases because Scarlet and Violet sort of taking a bit of a step back from those mechanics. didn't feel right and it felt like this like arceus could be the future of pokemon yeah um and it almost feels like a test bed for something in the future um so i'm hoping that whatever we get next year from pokemon will be more along the lines of that uh or they could take an extra year i'm i don't need it this this year (laughs) they could take an extra year i'd I'd much rather they take time with their pokemon games but (laughs) maybe maybe make the environments a little less uh hideous to look at also sneezler is awful and i hate it (laughs) <laughs> you don't like Sneasel, but just I don't, I don't like Sne- No, no. And the thing is, I like Sneasel and I like uh, Wa Sneasel. What's his name? Oh, <laughs> uh, evolution of Sneasel. Uh, Weevil. <laughs> like, Weevile. That's Weevil, the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wa Wa Sneasel. Wa Sneasel. Wa Sneasel. Wa Sneasel. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And, uh, again, like, I think that Scarlet and Violet could have benefited more from having more of those, the, the way that the battles work and like running around in battles was fun and, uh, and capturing stuff was way more fun than just click button, you know? So, uh, yeah. And they made getting shinies easy, which is something that like, (laughs) I've never cared about shiny Pokemon. Cause it's just like, I don't want to spend 200 hours of my life trying to get a Pokemon. 
um, that is a different color. And so they made it easier and it's a lot more fun. So more of that Pokemon, more of that. Make it look better, though. <laughs> I'm not a stickler for graphics, I swear. I just think that Pokemon at this point could look so much better. Honestly, like it didn't start to really wear on me until I would go in caves and like the lighting in caves was probably the worst I had seen. Um, which is interesting because there's like a temple area in like area four and it looks great. Like it actually looks really good, but the rest of the game. I, how did you do that interior? But caves were, were a problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a point of contention. It was lacking for me. in a few areas, but it was just so fun to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Uh, John, what was your number two for twenty twenty two? My number two for twenty twenty two. I I'm realizing now I really should have mixed in my twenty three games because this is or sorry my my non twenty three games because these are all just twenty three. But uh, my number two was Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Nice. Mm. Yeah, one of the few games I was looking forward to last year that actually ended up being good because some of the <laughs> other ones I was waiting for were disappointing. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Like Kirby. <laughs> oh no! Well, was Kirby oh, disappointing? Oh, oh. Yeah, Kirby oh, was no. on my most disappointing list of the really? year. Really? I, lo- yes. I loved it. I did not enjoy the game till the last fight of the game. That was the most enjoyment I got out of the game. Was the final secret fight of the game? Really? Yeah. What didn't you like about it? It just felt so by the numbers, but in 3D. <laughs> That's a number. Three's a number. And yeah, I just I didn't like how simplified they made all the uh, all the weapons and stuff like that. I didn't know the power ups. I didn't like um, how they did the the mission system because I didn't like if you didn't figure it out by fluke yes, on I your did own. Not you, like had, that. you had to replay through the stage, but you only got yeah. one hint each time you went through. I, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. When, when I, when I was playing it, we actually um, looked it up beforehand after a while. I think I remember doing that at some point. Yeah. Um, or I think I think actually we played through it once, and then if we missed anything, then we just looked it up. Because it, it was... Uh, it's so cute and colorful. And it vibe. is cute and colorful. It's vibes. <laughs> it is. It is. I, mean, I like the game. I had a blast with it. Also, two player is rough on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't even bothered trying with rough. that. No, no, I didn't even bother with that. I, I am a, I'm of the mindset that if they do a second one, I will like it much better. In my, it, Here's the best comparison. I think someone said this to me, and I agree with them wholeheartedly. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is Kirby Triple Deluxe to me, which means if the next Kirby game they make is Planet Robobot, it will be my favorite Kirby game. Uh, okay. Oh, so like okay. more enhanced with cool of, stuff. Of the last like five Kirby games I've done, Robobot is my favorite hands down. I love it, but everything else has felt kind of mid. So, hmm. uh, if they, if they do a second 3d one and it ends up having the same energy and jump that triple deluxe had to Robobot, then yeah, like I said, I'll love it. I but really... something felt missing there and it just felt kind of, eh. Definitely. think that it's, it's a good thing for them to approach it slowly like they did with Kirby yeah. Forgotten Land because you're right it is it is just Kirby but 3D and yeah. Yeah. and that's that's a problem too like everyone's like oh yeah what do you think about this hype moment I'm like yeah they did this in another game and I liked it better in that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that, that part was that cool but I liked when they did it in this one 
it's yeah no i get it they had to play it safe because they were struggling to get it in 3d proper so that's also why i'm kind of like i'll give it a pass but like i'm in the minority of like yeah no no i i wanted more out of this and doubly and here's the thing that the main reason it felt worse i liked it less than i really did i i went into that off of elden ring so that's right everyone was like yeah play elden ring is a nice hard game and then you'll play kirby as a nice chaser and then by the time I was on Elden Ring, I'm like, no, this is just, this ain't doing anything for me. Like, I feel numb. I feel this ain't doing shit. I, I so, do. Yeah. I do remember you talking on Top Down Perspective where you're just kind of like, is it me? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I just remember I, that I, I played problem? Crystal Shards in 2022. Ooh. Yeah, that that's had, a good one. That, I, like, I really like the Crystal way that Crystal good. Shards did uh, power-ups as opposed to... Um, Forgotten Land, like the the mixing of powers. Combos. I wish they do. I wish they do more combos with Kirby yeah, power ups yeah. again. They they kind of did that in Star Allies, but they didn't go too wild with it. Mm-hmm. Mm, I didn't play Star Allies like at all. So. Star Allies is another one that I felt was mid, but that got DLC, which actually made it much more interesting. And ah. I don't know if the plan is for uh, Forgotten to have that or not. Right, right. Well, especially with them re-releasing another Kirby game next year or this year. Uh, I don't know because I'm I'm kind of like I actually really did not like uh, Star Allies that much and I played a ton of it like mm. I got like 97% on my save file and I was just kind of like I think after a while you just keep playing the same like mix of the same sections of the same levels so yeah. so often that you're just like completely just done Um Star Allies had that issue pretty bad on your on the main game. Yeah. And then uh, when you beat it, there were like no extra modes at launch. Yeah. But it got a bunch of DLC later, which added a bunch of like super interesting, actually good side modes. Mm. Like they're like if you were looking if you thought Star Allies was too easy, play the side modes. That's exactly where the difficulty is. That's where like a lot more of the more mature challenges, honestly. And that I recommend it now because of that. But at launch, whew, that was a hard recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I agree with H. John Drive here in chat. The combo powers are the one thing that I really want to see come back. Like, yeah, that was actually a really fun. And, and that was my first Kirby <laughs> game, too, was uh, and era. Uh, my first Kirby game was Crystal Shards as well. Or somebody may have said that. Um, it's hard to when your brain isn't working. But Crystal Shards is my first Kirby game, and um, I really thought that the combo powers were really cool. And then when future games just didn't do it, I was just kind of like, but wait, like, this is a cool thing, right? Like, why can't, why, yeah. I just, because, like, I was also really young back then, so I just assumed that each game would just kind of take what was done before and just do more of that. Right, yeah. Truthfully, I haven't played all that well. I mean, I have now, but I haven't really played and finished too many Kirby games. I mean, it's like Crystal Shards and like maybe like, I don't know, Return to Dreamland or something. Um, and I think that maybe that's part of why I enjoy the uh, Forgotten Land so much because I haven't really gone through the motions as mu- as maybe, often. Maybe, but like, I, so I've played every mainline Kirby game, but like I also have friends that have played every mainline Kirby game and they still really liked Forgotten Land. So like, I think I'm just an outlier here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also I just have this like you know this deep seated love for three D platformers. So like I just yes, uh, it gets it's, it gets extra points just for being that. <laughs> yeah, and um, that's why Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> is <my second laughs> <of the year. laughs> 
I was at, not going to lie, I was going to make the exact same joke just now. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? I like how Discord's down, uh, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw that earlier. You're fine, apparently, so. Well, uh, you know, it's like Wiley Coyote. As long as I don't mention it, which I just did, uh, we'll be okay. Bleep, bloop. <laughs> Uh, and Masay, what was your number two game of 2022? Uh, my number two game, I think, is probably Hollow Knight. Ooh, Hollow Knight go. was a joy. I got so much out of that game. It's basically almost everything that I like in video games. It had the exploration. It had the that brutal difficulty that I like... Uh, hitting my head against a brick wall until it crumbles. I do that in games, so <laughs> I did, you did that in Hollow Knight. Um, and it, it was just it was just really good. The the difficulty scaling was really respectable. The power-ups were fun. The growth in it was spot on for like any Metroidvania. It, it was just all around a great experience. I have consistently heard so many good things about Hollow Knight over the years. And I just put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off, and I finally tackled it. And I'm like, oh, God, I like this a lot. <laughs> I have a question really? for you. Did you mm. beat the game or did you 100% the game? I, I 100%, but not like 120%, whatever that is. Okay. Yeah, sorry. That's more so what I meant was the 120%. I did not 100, 120 because I enjoyed playing uh, uh, Hollow Knight a lot. I enjoyed running around that world. I enjoyed playing it. I enjoyed beating the main game. That DLC can go to hell. Uh, <laughs> no, I poked, I poked around in that DLC. I basically, like, poked my head in it, and I was like, I see. This is what this is. All right, I'm done. Bye. And I just, like, continued on my merry way. I was like, yeah, I'm not exactly. doing this. I'm especially the, not streaming arena, I'm like, no. Yeah, that's what I've like, been hearing. That's what I've been hearing. That's something that I would do on my own time, just for the funsies. Once in a while, I just go in and do a couple of attempts and be like, "Oh, okay," uh, or binge it for a day or whatever. But I, I was streaming it, and I was like, "I'm not gonna sit here and play like, um, like fifty battles in a row. I, I'm done. <laughs> I want to beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move on." No, I want to do something else. And, like, I did the Coliseum, right? The stupid Coliseum that doesn't even count toward anything. And yeah. that was hard enough. I spent probably, like, two and a half streams doing that. So I'm like, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, was a, that was actually one of those things where uh, my fiancé was just kind of like, should I play Hollow Knight? Because she, like, she'll, she'll buy a game based on aesthetics. But she has mm. the best way I'll put it is that she does have like difficulty beating games. So like any game that she starts is when if she actually beats it, it's just like, OK, great. Um, and it's not like she and actually she's gotten a lot better recently. Um, mm. But when it came to Hollow Knight, I was like, aesthetically, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't think you'll actually enjoy it. Right, <laughs> right, right. It, it can be brutal at times. It, it, it's pretty hard. So you I know. definitely didn't. I didn't even come close to doing any kind of 100. percent I was just like, I'm going to the end. <laughs> and everybody in chat was like, you, you know, 100. percent I'm like, mm, mm -mm. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> See, you knew how to enjoy the game for yourself, and I respect that. Yeah, dude. Play at my own pace. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. Even Kador in chat. Oh, man, Hollow Knight is a trip of a game. First time I tried playing it very quickly, got lost, and just stopped playing for a good while before finally picking it back. It, does it have, like, OG Metroid feel where you just have, like, no idea where to go and you just have to feel it out? You, like, yeah, It is basically. very much a game, like, all about exploring, and that game does exploring fantastically. Really? Oh, praise Hollow Knight for that. It's so fun it to get really lost does. in that world. And, like, you'll find people with maps, so you'll buy the maps, and then suddenly you can see it all. But like until then, you're just kind of sort of like filling it in and be like, yeah, I think I kind of know where this is. I think I know yeah, you don't is. you don't even have like a marker on the map marking where you are at first. You have to buy that. <laughs> yeah. So when you go when you go into the world the first time, you start walking around and it's like, where am I? I can't tell where I am on this map. This sucks. <laughs> Mom, please, please come pick me up. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much the fun. This is making though. me want to play Hollow Knight again. <laughs> uh, it's so good. I'm sad because I just beat it and I want to play other things though, but I'm like, I'm also like, but what if I like did something else in the game? I don't know. You could always wait for Silk Song. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what everyone else is doing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I played it. I played it because everyone was freaking out that, that Silk Song is coming out soon. I'm like, well, I haven't played Hollow Knight yet. I should probably do that before Silk Song comes out. <laughs> so I, I did it. I, I did the thing. Yeah. Um, well, it's nice to know that Tingles in the game sells you maps. <laughs> for uh, real, though, for real. Um, so my number two technically echoes Josh. Uh, <laughs> also Mario Party Superstars. Uh, no, uh, Pokemon Legends Ar Arceus, or Arceus if you're nasty, is uh, <laughs> my number two game of 2022, and the, the main reason for that is because it did a lot of things that especially with my experience playing Scarlet and Violet, uh, I thought Arceus was the better game, um, and for a number of reasons. Now, I know a lot of people get really upset about, like, whether or not a game's open world, is it truly open world? And games like Sonic Frontiers and Arceus got, like, flack for this, where uh, because they weren't truly open world and they were technically, like, open zones, um, they, that people were kind of upset about that. But I think, honestly, it worked in Arceus's favor because it created a much smoother experience um, and that's something we couldn't have known until we played Scarlet and Violet and we're like, oh, crap. Um, uh, this is why I had a feeling it was going to go the way that it did. They uh, were going to take a step back from what they did with Arceus and do something lesser with like the battling and capturing more classic Pokemon approach. Yeah. And I, and, I, I, and it's funny because like I was thinking, oh, well, how are they going to do like the catching mechanic? Because Arceus has a really cool and fun catching mechanic. And they were like, we won't. <laughs> and again like my fiance who who played a ton of Arceus she hates that they reverted that like she really liked Arceus's like catching mechanic and I did too because it was actually kind of fun uh to just go around and be like boop boop yeah boop. I also really like that and I was I was disappointed when Scarlet and Violet came out and they kind of went back on that. Because in general, in general, I don't really like turn-based games. They're hard for me to keep my attention on it. Like, I'll play them and I will enjoy them. I'm not, I'm not knocking them because, you know, you like what you like. 
But for me, it's like playing a turn-based game takes a bit more effort for me to remain invested in it. Mm -hmm. I'm much more about like the action RPG or just like, you know, or Arceus, you run around, chuck balls at Pokemon, and then, hey, you might catch it, you might not, but I'm already down way half the map, and I'll see if I catch in a little pop-up. And, like, I enjoyed that. I, I vibed with that a lot. Um, and I was thrilled to see Pokemon take that direction. I had a feeling it wasn't going to stick because Pokemon is so rooted in that, in that um, turn-based RPG, yeah. the battling. And I, I had a feeling it was going to end up being that way. But, man, for the catching, I just really, really liked that. I would love to see... I, I would personally love to see... Uh, legends as like its own its own side yeah thing for pokemon and just getting like we have legends arceus and then maybe we get have like legends lugia i don't yeah. freaking know just like something of the other the other gens and like you know uh have exploring more of that type of gameplay i would love to see more games like that even if it's not like the main quote-unquote pokemon game that everyone looks forward to yeah i liked ah. the, the scale of the battles like everything yes. felt larger and like especially like if you came across like a like an onyx or a steelix or something and it was just like foreboding in the background and you go fight it and you're just like and this, the fact that you can run around in the battles really gives you like the best angle on the battle whereas mm -hmm. with scarlet and violet you're sort of locked in and the camera can move but it's like it's kind of it's janky it's weirdly janky yeah. compared to arceus which i you know it's like it's a huge step down but i don't know yeah there were just a couple there were just not even a couple there were a, a moderate amount of things where i'm just kind of like how did we how did we mess that up or like how did we lose out on that and i think especially like the main complaint is the shiny hunting in scarlet and violet is not as solid as it is in arceus or was in arceus um and so that's why that's my my number two i think out of the three pokemon games that i played um arceus was probably like the most fulfilling in us in a certain way of just like how is this gonna work and made me look forward to what scarlet and violet could do and oh well um so we are down to our number ones. Each one of us has a number one, but I also wanted to talk about. Uh, so, John, you've already we've kind of discussed your <laughs> uh, a disappointing game for you. Um, so I want to go around uh, and see, uh, Josh, what was your do you had? Was there a game in 2022 that was kind of disappointing or just really was just awful? Man, truly, I don't have one on my list, but. <laughs> if not do you have any honorable mentions that you couldn't add in your top three um yeah i mean i kind of wanted to talk about pokemon we were just coming off of pokemon so might as well talk about black and white which i played again this past year in sort of preparation i guess for uh for scarlet and violet and i really 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 loved black and white and i i i didn't because when i first played it like when it first came out I was not into it for some reason, and I, I couldn't I couldn't even really pinpoint why while I was playing through it again, because I was enjoying it so much. And I just like um, like I said before, like it feels like a swan song to the the classic Pokemon style with 2D sprites and pocket dimensions. And like before they went to full 3D and tried to figure that out for some years and they're still figuring it out somehow. Uh, Pokemon Black and White feels like 
a culmination of all the best stuff from Pokemon leading up to that point. Uh, and I am deeply in love with the fully animated 2D sprites in all of the battles. This is my oh, favorite yeah. thing. And I, the fact that they only did that one time and then it moved to 3D was... I just feel well. I guess they did it twice. They had Black Knight yeah. Two exist, but you know what I mean. Like it, it's they're so the style is so good, and I miss that. And at the time, I think one of the things that I was struggling with at the time of Pokemon Black and White coming out was um, integrating the two D sprites into this three D world uh, and having that look good because I I still don't feel like it's like one of the best looking Pokemon games from that perspective. But also seeing Pokemon now. And like seeing where they didn't go with the 3D uh, style, um, just kind of it made me appreciate that more. Yeah, in black and white. So that's my honorable mention is black, Pokemon Black and White. Even though I mean that didn't they came out fucking how long ago was that? <laughs> Twenty. Really, the only rules were did you play it and beat it in the year of our Lord 2022? Yeah, yeah. I did. It was great. It was a good experience. Um. I'll pass you, John, but I, I'll bring it back to you in a second. But, Masay, did yep. you have any uh, disappointments or any honorable mentions that you'd like to talk about before uh, we hit our number one? I ones? honestly can't think of any disappointments. Everything that I've played this year has been honestly pretty fun. Um, but I do have a couple of honorable mentions. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, one is Wobble Dogs, but I'm not going to talk about <laughs> it because, you know, Wobble Josh... Dogs! Josh needs to play I'm blind, play. so we're not we're not talking about that. Um, the other, I have two honorable mentions, and I literally only just thought of them right now. Nice. <laughs> I was like, Perfect. I was scrolling through my Steam list. I was trying to find a disappointing game, and then I came upon these two, and I was like, oh yeah, I played these. <laughs> um, and they're both multiplayer. Uh, one is played up. Played up oh. was really fun it was just i don't know it, it like it, it's just one of those it's almost like overcooked but a little bit more oh, plate up okay yeah plate up but you you make a little restaurant and you you design your restaurant and you put things down and you chop things and it was just a lot of fun with friends mm. um mm, mm, and mm. It, it it was just it was just a nice casual stressful time <laughs> Um, oh, I did I, see this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Andrew, we should play. We should play that. It's good. Anyway. Um, okay, okay. Uh, the other one, and I think this is like, this is like creeping up on some of my top games this year. Oh, where where is Josh going? He is gone. Oh, he, He'll be right back. he doesn't. He's, he's going to the number one. I don't. I don't, oh, I, he is number I, one, I think is what he was telling us. Oh, uh, well, he is. He is. He, yeah, he is number one, but also I can't believe that he just didn't want to hear about my, my <laughs> that badly that he just straight up walked away. <sighs> Man. He straight up walked away. Just straight up walked away. We can guilt him about it later. He was, he was just so intimidated by your 18 pack. You got to count all the little, uh, ah, all the okay, little nubbins on the side of your abs too. Those, that makes those count. sense. That makes sense. You know what? I'll I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that reason for bailing. Um. Okay. So I, I guess I guess I'll just keep going. I guess so. I, I guess so. I guess yeah. so. 
I, I'm like just I'm, I'm just glad just, we explained it for the audio podcast version yeah. they're all yeah. <laughs> they're just like what the hell <laughs> as they're just continuing to mow their lawn whatever it's fine uh, please yeah. give us a good rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts yeah be sure to like comment and subscribe we talk about abs here at, at least, yeah. Did you know that you have abs on the side of your abs, but only in comic books? I do. In Mass I Effect. Do. Hello. Welcome Hi. back. I just yo, really okay? needed to use the bathroom and I didn't want to interrupt. See, number oh, one. Okay. That's what no he meant. Don't worry. You did, in fact, interrupt unintentionally. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were all wondering what happened. And so we started theorizing while you ran away from me. Oh. Blue Knight says Joss <laughs> vented in advance. <laughs> I had to go I had to go scream off camera. <laughs> Just um, Josh things, you know. So my next runner up and I think this is like I, I like I I do like this more than play it up. It's Core Keeper. Oh, Core Keeper yeah, 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 yeah. was really, really good. I played this with a bunch of my friends, uh, and we just had our own little server. I did not stream it. I didn't do anything. It was just a personal, like, playing with friends sort of deal, and we we just made this really awesome base, and I was just like, holy crap. And it, it's wild because I don't think it's even done being made. They keep updating it. They just recently, in November, put out a new biome or whatever, and we keep trying to schedule time to go back to it. But it's just like, it was so much fun. It reminded me of, like, Stardew Valley, but also Minecraft, but also Terraria, but also more <laughs> chill than that. Not more chill than Stardew Valley, but more more chill than, like, Terraria. It, oh, it man, just... Stardew Valley can get stressful. You're like, oh, man, it's almost summer, and my watermelon's going to die. Like, what do I do? That's <laughs> true. Did you feed your it's cat in the same time? That, that's true, but at <laughs> least, like, you don't have to walk 10 miles out into the wilderness and then die to one shot from, like, something off screen. So, you know. And now you're just and talking about And then you have to walk 10 starve. miles back again. So, uh, it was a lot. Corky, Core Keeper's hard. <laughs> it's a hard game. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun. Core Keeper was great. Glad to hear it. Uh, mm -hmm. coming back to you, John, do you have any additional honorable mentions or anything else you'd, uh, your list of grievances? Let's get Why, them out. Yes, I certainly do. Uh, let's see. So Kirby was actually my number three on disappointing. Uh, number two was Chocobo GP. That was a game that I was really hoping was going to be good and then got microtransactioned and battle passed to hell. Oh, no, that's so Chocobo, Chocobo racing on the PlayStation is really fun. It's a good kart racer. Uh, and I was excited to see that they were bringing it back. And then when it came out, it was like, oh, we've got like currencies you can buy. And then, like, battle passes and characters that you can only get Ugh. per season. And it just, they started the game at the no. beginning of the year, and then they cut support for it at the end of the year. I don't even think it made the full year. <laughs> they should just do That's Kingdom Carts. Yeah. I uh, would play Kingdom Carts. <laughs> Give me Sora and Donald and Goofy in a cart <laughs> together. I, I feel like Chocobo Team GP. Sonic Racing of, of yeah. yeah. Hey, Team Sonic, don't knock Team Sonic <laughs> Racing. Practically brought back the kart racer, which is funny for a guy who runs really quickly. Uh, my, number, my number one and most disappointing of the year was Mario Strikers Battle League. Uh, I oh. always talk about Strikers. I love that series. And Battle League just felt so lacking. The core gameplay, yeah. for the most part, was there, but it just had nothing really in it. 
Yeah. That's how I felt about about Mario Tennis. Yeah. I feel like all of the yeah. sports games are kind of suffering right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I specifically avoided Strikers because I played Mario Tennis and Mario Golf and I was underwhelmed by both of them and I was like, yep. I don't no, see this made, going the right in a call, good way. Unfortunately, unfortunately yeah. you made the correct call. That's too bad. I was like, I was waiting. I was like, I'll play it like a month or two after if people are still into it and people were not into it a week later. Yeah, I even yeah. feel bad because like some of my friends are still into it. They're like, yeah, it's actually good. It's good. Still, it's just everyone didn't get what they wanted. And I'm just like, I know, I get it. Like, <laughs> but I didn't get what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think I did that to you too, Josh. Where I was just like, hey, do you want to stream uh, Strikers? And you're just kind of like, I'm gonna hold off. And yeah. then I think like I really like <laughs> I two weeks play. later, I almost <laughs> went back to you on Discord. And I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did I have a good time? I absolutely did have a good time. But unless you're willing to like do all the things that they wanted you to do for like the the competition st- side of things, um it was very lacking. Uh especially with like the the courts, I think was like the biggest disappointment to me. Like the fact that it it's just for aesthetic and doesn't actually do anything to either enhance or take anything away from the gameplay experience and so there's no strategizing in selecting courts it's just what looks cool to you i i'm sort of okay with it not being like that like i liked when they just kind of like changed the size of the arena a little bit in like the first two games i didn't need like the the cheap cheap flying in by the wind and knocking my players off the arena i didn't need that (laughs) but like i i I did i did wish there was there was more variety in both like aesthetic and just kind of like stage size and everything it just it felt it felt sanitary and that's kind of the problem nintendo's had for uh, yeah. this generation is that they're very sanitary with their things everything's very similar in feel very like very clean very like light and clean yeah know? we're not trying to push the envelope here whereas you know you get crotch shots with waluigi in the last strikers game yeah um oh did you yeah you'll keep going Sure. Uh, those are my those are my downers. So uh, I have a both honorable mentions and a top ten. So just to save time, I'll just do the top ten and say those are my honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, Sonic Frontiers, uh, better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, running around and exploring that game is super fun. Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. They actually basically made a sequel to Stanley Parable, and oh, the, yo, the new I, content I did play in that. that game is really good. It was I really funny. Stanley I enjoyed Parable. Stanley Parable. Actually, that would be one of my honorable mentions, too, actually. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, Elden Ring. Didn't think I was going to put this on my list, but I did. Uh, I hated my entire 200 hours of playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on number eight on my list of top ten of the year. It's, it's, it's the first time I played through a Souls game, like an actual Souls game, and it will likely be the last, but <laughs> it, I have the experience. Again, exploring that game is fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, exploring that game is the best. That thing does it great, better than Breath of the Wild, better than like almost the games in the in the genre. Uh, But then the actual Souls game I liked more was Stranger of Paradise: Final Fantasy Origin, because that game is just stupid as shit in the best possible way. (laughs) Because all you're doing is trying to fight chaos. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to hit you up to do the multiplayer on that. Yeah, I'm not very far in it, but like I'll I'll gladly play some of that. Uh, Little Noah, Scion of Paradise. That was a surprise when they came out because uh, it just kind of stealth dropped after direct, and then it was actually a surprisingly fun rogue 2D roguelike. 
Nice. Because you, you would find souls, and the souls you found you could put in your combo for your attacks, but you could put them in any order, so you could adjust how your attacking was working through the entire game. It was actually super fun. Hmm. Surprising, like, stealth drop that was honestly better than it had any right to be. Uh, River City Girls 2. That's oh, River City yeah. Girls 1, but with a better combo system and more playable characters. So that's just, that's just good. That's got some great music. It's got some great gameplay and online multiplayer this time. Oh, hell yeah. And my last honorable mention, Vampire Survivors. Ooh, yeah. I still haven't played that. I still need to get on that. I have it on my Xbox PC Game Pass. (laughs) The first time you play it, you're just like, I don't get the hype. And then the 30th time you played it, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's too late. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You get it after you've been playing it for over 100 hours. You didn't realize it. I've watched people play it, and it it looks like something I could sink a lot of time into. That's definitely what it is. It's very much a time sink game, but like you feel it feels fun when you're doing it. Mm. That's all. I mean, I got more if you want me to say more, but I feel like I should. I'm dominating right now, so yeah, no worries. Uh, I'll just go ahead and do mine. Um, I I want to echo my most disappointing. Um, I I definitely have two for that list. And in terms of most disappointing, I would probably say uh, actually, I have I have three good ones for for most disappointing. It's uh, Mario Strikers, and I don't think we need to say that much more about it. Um, uh, uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, I think, was probably really, really disappointing for me because I really wanted to buy that because I wanted to finish my Sinnoh decks and have all the Pokemon be from Sinnoh of a Sinnoh type game. And so I got that and I got a second chance to get some of the legendaries uh, and mythicals from Sinnoh um, in their original way. But there's just something wrong with that game and how it was translated. And even if you like the top down perspective on that game and you like the way that it used to look and translated onto the switch it's very clean and nice looking but there's just so much wrong with it that i was just kind of like i don't understand why i'm having difficulties like moving around and why this game just feels clunky and why they made so many different bizarre de- design choices where it was like we don't want to be completely faithful to the original games but anytime we did something stupid it was because it was faithful to the original and it was kind of like why <laughs> um yeah there were just so many things wrong with that remake where i was just like how did you drop the ball so hard on this um but i think my most disappointing game and i only say it's the most disappointing because i like you know i paid msrp for it and it technically costs more than it should have nintendo switch sports I think was the absolute most disappointing game I had ever played in 2022 and is probably the only reason why I even want to talk about most disappointing games. And I'm surprised I'm the only one that brought it up, but that game... Because I didn't play it. It's awful. It It is awful. The Wii Wii Sports train left the station a while ago. It left the station a while ago and... And this one showed up and was like, hey, I'm here now. Oh, too late. That train is gone. And like... (laughs) So I got to play it a little bit early at uh, at PAX East because a, a friend got a review copy. And so she wanted to test out like the multiplayer aspect of it. And so we played a little bit. And I'm like, OK, I can see how this would be fun. I can see how the online multiplayer could be good for this. And it's so restricted that unless you have like a certain amount of people in your lobby, you just don't play certain games. 
Um, and so most of the time that people play it, they're only playing bowling and like one or two other games and that's it. Uh, oh, yikes. They're, they like botched the online multiplayer so hard. The fact that you can't like play with friends and level up your card so that you can buy like the cosmetics uh, with your points that you earn. You can only do it when you play with randos like that made absolutely zero sense to me. Um, and they just took too long to update it. Like they said, oh, golf's coming soon and it's been over six months. I, that game came out in what, like April? Uh, I, there's a there's a stream VOD on my channel of just playing it online. And that's the only stream VOD I ever did of that game. Maybe I played it one other time and I just I haven't played it since that stream because I was just like this wasn't that fun uh and because they weren't updating it and it took them forever to get golf um i was just like I, this was this was a waste of money i i that's unfortunate oops, i think that was like the first time in a very long time where i actually felt like i wasted money buying a video game which you don't want to feel mm. um in terms of honorable mentions i want to throw up uh mario golf super rush because that game is way more fun than i thought it was going to be especially playing it online i know some people like it also does especially when it first came out it was pretty bare bones um but i did enjoy playing it with friends um you can see my entire anime character arc where i <laughs> streamed it sucked streamed it again was pretty okay so i did a whole training montage you can see that um and then I did really enjoy Sonic Origins, but there were some weird issues, so I, I just couldn't put it in my top three. Kawabunga Collection I would definitely have as a, um, especially now that they've added more online multiplayer to that game since its launch. And Shadow of Rose. I actually really enjoyed Shadow of Rose. I thought it was a nice little epilogue to the story, um, and so I won't talk too much about it in case anybody here or in chat wants to play and experience the story for themselves. Uh, but it continues to remind me that fingers crossed Resident Evil is maybe starting to head in a, in a better direction than it had been over the last like couple of games. Uh, and God of War Ragnarok, I am technically putting on my um, honorable mentions because I did not beat it. And that is the only reason why it would be my number one if I had. Um... Speaking of number ones, let's go do that. Um, so we will go ahead and start again with Josh. And what was your number one game of 2022? Splatoon 3. Ooh. Splatoon, Splatoon 3 immediately hit like top five games of all time for me. <laughs> like, it, like very quickly. Really? Uh, wow. I deeply wow. loved Splatoon 2, but... The thing that I didn't love about Splatoon 2 was that the multiplayer lobbies were kind of bad. And that's like the biggest change, I think, with Splatoon 3's multiplayer is that the lobby is just completely overhauled and is fantastic now. And it's a lot easier to like link up with friends and things and various game modes and actually be able to play with them. Because um, like basically all of the, the ranked modes in Splatoon 2 were locked to sit solo. You had to you can't you couldn't do any of like the, the bonus modes unless you were playing um private lobbies um and so now they kind of broke it up to where like 
the ranked stuff is you can do solo, but then there's also like a casual ranked mode where you can play with your friends. And there's that. And there's a whole bunch of other things I could list off about the, the lobby that that make it better. But just know it is so much better than Splatoon 2 in every way. Um, and but then it's just more of the same. Like, I just loved Splatoon 2 so much. Um, but yeah, Splatoon 3 and like the, the, the single player took all the best stuff from Splatoon 2's Octo expansion and turned it into like a full fledged campaign. Yeah. Um, like you know like even like there's there's new weapons but like the new weapons aren't even the focus like the focus is definitely better multiplayer lobby better single player uh more game modes they have like that table turf game which is actually pretty fun um like the card game you unlock cards throughout the game and you you, you, like it's like a sort of a miniature turf war yeah Uh, it's it's pretty it's really cute yeah it's oh yeah i forgot it's awesome i love all the art for all the cards uh collecting them is cool um, the thing that I didn't like about Splatoon 3 is that the Splatfests feel like they're all over the place. They can't nail down what they want to do with Splatfest. I mean, that's been the same thing with every single game so far. The Splatfest yeah. is always the worst part of the game. They keep, well, mm-hmm. they, 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 they change, they keep changing stuff and that's cool. Like change is good, but like the, the core of Splatfest gets lost in all of these changes. Mm hmm. Uh, I feel like Splatfest is like the thing that keeps Splatoon alive, but also it's the part that everyone hates. So <laughs> it's like this weird mishmash of everyone getting super excited and hyped and like really into it, but also being like, I hate this. I hate everything about this. Why am yeah. I playing this? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let, yeah, but Splat- overall Splatoon 3 is, is, is a, a fantastic entry in that series. And uh, I'm glad that Splatoon survived the Wii U <laughs> yeah. so that we could have a Splatoon 3 one day. And it's just very good. Uh, it's got you know, quirky characters and fun music and it's got everything that you do like. I feel like almost every every corner of that game is interesting. Yeah, yeah I was really on the fence with that game, especially after the Splatfest. But um, and I still technically have issues with how like the tri battles work or don't work um but i'm i'm hoping to kind of get back into it and i do like the improvements that they made especially with lobbying like lobbying is single-handedly the best improvement not just for like splatoon but like for most nintendo games yeah surprising shocking how how much of a difference it makes too like you wouldn't think that just a simple multiplayer lobby would would make the game so much better but the whole game centers around that multiplayer lobby i'm not just you know sitting around humming the song and just being yeah and on the subject of like not enjoying the splatfest like demo as much just knowing like that splatfest is such a small part of that game and there's so much more to it than just the splatfests is something that like I feel was like lost a little bit in that first Splatfest because there was a lot of people that were upset by the tri battles mm-hmm. and stuff and the way that they handled yeah. it. But it, it hasn't gotten better uh, in terms of the Splatfest. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> can um, I go next? Yeah, uh, sure. I can let you, and then we'll we'll follow up with John. Yeah, uh, because literally ditto everything that Josh just just said. Uh, Splatoon three is also my number one for literally all of the same reasons so i don't really need to say much about it it's just every everything that josh said copy paste it cut, copy paste like, it cut, Got it. cut so all of good, that dude. and then pitch it up it's cut so all of that good. pitch it up and then that's my speech it's literally the same thing i think 
I think like the 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 pinnacle of the way that I describe it is that it's everything that Splatoon one and two did right mashed into one game plus yeah. one. That that's it. They took they learned from both experiences and they made a Splatoon game that is graceful, fun to play, really snappy. The UI is phenomenal. Everything yeah. works well except for the connection sometimes, which yeah. is my main gripe about it. But I mean, as a game itself, barring the internet connection, uh, it is stupidly well designed. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, and I, I got a lot of new people into the into the game too. Like, there's so many so many people that I know playing this one as their first Splatoon game, and it's yep. a great. It's the place best to one to start on. <laughs> it is the best one to start on, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and then, John, how about you? Splatoon 3, no. Uh, <laughs> Copy-paste everything that Masay said, pitch it up, and then pitch it down just a little bit, and then use my voice pitcher. <laughs> so that Rojajan uh, can say it. Infernax is my number Ooh. one. Uh, it was a 2D Metroidvania Zelda 2-like game that just goes absolutely off the rails, has a morality system, has music by one of our friends, Family Jewels. Uh, oh yeah, that's cool. It's that's dope. generally like it goes absolutely insane. It starts off as like this, like oh, you're just like part of the Crusades. You're like a, a religious man who needs to help like rule over an area and like deal with like demons and stuff. And then it just goes a million different directions. It is just incredible. It's just such a love letter to retro games. Uh, it's a tough, challenging game, but like the more you play it, the more you can tell, like they just loved retro games. Like you can literally find a game genie in the game. Oh, that's and once cool. you type wow. codes and there are codes hidden everywhere in the game, including, uh, if you get one of like the multiple, like 10 plus endings, the game has, you'll get like a Nintendo power magazine that uh. has a code hidden inside of it. That will do things like here. Now you have a motorcycle, uh, it's just, it's such a weird, charming game, and it's just, uh, it's just fantastic. Uh, the fact that the morality system actually kind of works in such a simplified kind of game is impressive. The fact that there's so many different endings in the game is just impressive, including like, you know, like your standard, like, oh, you were, you were good, you were bad, you were like in the middle, like, oh, you were bad for the most of the playthrough, but change your mind at the very end. Like little <laughs> things like that are like such mm. a nice touch. And then there's just all like the weird Easter egg endings of like, oh, you went to the first town and then just fell asleep for seven days in a row. So everything burned down around you. But here's a here's a Mario 2. It's all a dream ending just for funsies. Like, it's just it's just so charming and just so well put together. So it was like it's the only game this year that I basically played through multiple times. And like if a game will get me to play it multiple times, that means it's something special to me. So Infernax yeah. easily game of the year. Absolutely. I just went and I wishlisted it. I've never heard about it, but I'm down. I wasn't streaming right now. I checked to see if uh, how I can access it. I went to go and I went to go look at it, and now I'm gonna wait for it to go on sale, and then I'll pick it up. <laughs> it and should then be take on sale. Lunar New Year is happening right now. Uh, it's not on sale right now. Who? Uh, uh, we have a couple of people in chat asking uh, that they are saying that they think Jules is even in the game as a bard NPC. Yes, he literally oh, he's, in, he's in like one of the towns. He's just an NPC who says like I'm the greatest musician of the land. And then you find the two other musicians in the game, and they say the exact same thing. So it's just like a, a running meme. But they're all nice. in there as play as, oh, as NPCs. And apparently there's a contra mode. 
Yes, uh, you can either... Uh, the true ending of the game uh, can unlock it, or if you just type in the Contra code, it just it, the game switches to Contra mode, and you play through this game where you're meant to just use a sword and magic with a machine gun with infinite ammo, and it just becomes incredible. Nice. Amazing. Uh, H. John Drive saying, John, you really need to start charging studios money. I've bought so many games because of you. That's why I do so many sponsored segments now. <laughs> everyone's like, I'm like, fuck, then yes, I'll take some money. Absolutely. Kind of the point of sponsored streams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one right after this podcast, actually. Oh, shit, we got oh, it. Wow. Uh, yeah, we can. Do- so, I <laughs> guess we better hurry up. Because um, we're probably going a little bit over time. I will go ahead. <laughs> I won't say my number one. You'll have to no, wait till next say year. Say your number one. Say I'm going to start at eight. I'll be fine. um my number one is shredder's revenge because that is a game i was looking forward to uh since it was announced the year prior um i am a very big fan of uh turtles in time i have so many uh different like memories of playing that game in particular with friends like getting it for my birthday and just like playing the hell out of it uh and so when shredder's revenge was announced I was pretty I was hyped and it's uh, takes me a very long takes me a lot to get hype about a video game and for some reason it's none of the AAA blockbusters it was Shredder's Revenge and it delivered um uh, you and I and John and um you you John and I and John uh yep all all, <laughs> all the Johns yeah a bunch of Johns uh, <laughs> you know we did a stream uh, a couple months ago when it originally came out um and I literally bought uh Xbox Game Pass so I could play it for that stream and I I just recently got you can maybe ever so slightly right where my finger is right there it, I finally got the VHS edition from limited run games so that's just sitting there uh all nice and pretty on my shelf um so i i waited a long time from limited run to get that one but it was i i really wanted to buy it yeah popsky tom and john and i you know all the johns and uh and so now i have a physical copy of it for my switch um and i you know i wanted to buy the limited edition version of it because i loved it so much so I was very, very happy with it. Um, I, again, it kind of exemplifies like kind of how my streaming for the year has been like just playing multiplayer games. And I had a really good time doing that. So that is personally my number one. Like I said, if I had done uh, God of War Ragnarok and finished it, I would include it. But my rules usually are finishing the game or at least playing enough of it, like maybe more than 20 hours. Who knows? Maybe there's a t- plot twist at the end and make me absolutely hate it. Kind of like how I did with Last of Us Part 2. So, that all being said, uh, we are finally through with our top three. And uh, quickly, just like go around the uh, the room. What are we looking forward to in 2023, guys? I think we all said Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom for sure. Same here. Yeah. Uh, number one and i got an honorable mention to sea of stars which i'm looking forward to as well yeah i'm looking forward to that um i still haven't played the messenger but i I have a friend that's been like very highly anticipating sea of stars for forever now and so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like when it comes out getting to see a little bit of it at indie land was just such a treat that game is if you like chrono trigger you're gonna have a freaking blast with that 
Nice, nice. And I do love Chrono Trigger. Uh, God, I was obsessed with that game for a time. <laughs> uh, Masay, are you looking forward to... What are you looking forward to? I mean, Tears of the Kingdom is like the one that I'm zeroing in on completely. I, I can't think of anything right now that is like coming out that isn't Zelda, but I think it's just because Zelda is overtaking my entire brain. <laughs> no thoughts, only Zelda. No thoughts, only Zelda. Dude, Link has long hair. I mean, come on. <laughs> long hair, don't Link care? Link has long, pretty hair. <laughs> ah! Long, luscious locks. Long, luscious locks on this boy. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. God, what else am I looking for? You know, I'm, I'm looking, maybe looking forward to... Actually, the only other thing I think Ugh. I'm really looking forward to is Re Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. But that's just me. I, I just want to know what they're going to do with the story. That's what I want at this point. I'm not, I'm not playing it because I love Final Fantasy VII. I want to know what the hell they're doing that's different. <laughs> it's basically, yeah. The way, the way that remake ends is like, mm -hmm. okay, you thought you weren't getting to make any more of this game. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the last one. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Yeah, hashtag links long luscious locks. The hell mm -hmm. of a tongue twister. Yep, that's the one. Chef's kiss. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, oh, and that Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I really enjoyed Ooh, Miles Morales. So Spider-Man 2 is going to be, be mm. Mm. Uh, That's what they're playing in 2023. But I wouldn't be surprised if it gets uh, booted at some point. You never know. Well, thank you guys for being here with me. This was, I, we are, that was it. We are done with the episode. Uh, I really appreciate you guys just hanging out and talking with me about games as always. Um, no let's, yeah, thank you for inviting me. It was fun. Anytime. Always a good time. Uh, let's go around the room again real quick and say what you guys are up to. Where can we find you? Josh, we'll start with you. Yeah, uh, you can find me uh, at Josh Jepson on YouTube and on Twitch. I do streams usually focused on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I stream throughout the week sometimes. Um, and I'm playing a lot of Banjo-Kazooie ROM hack stuff right now, and uh, I'm planning on introducing more Zelda stuff into my stream lineup this weekend. I'm doing a uh, Twilight Princess HD three heart ganondorf amiibo hard mode thing which is Ooh. like four times Ooh. the damage and also hey. no heart responds and also I did that. crazy moves. oh yeah you I did. Literally did that i did it i did it a year ago and uh and this year i have to beat i have to die fewer times and that's that's the goal so. i i feel that dude good luck I, i've done that run and it sucks and good yeah. luck <laughs> thank, you. thank you uh john uh, yo, twitch.tv slash ProtonJohn. I stream Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturday nights. Uh, although tonight I am streaming as well, because tonight I'm doing a sponsored stream for Persona 3, because uh, that got released today Jeez, on modern, modern <laughs> systems. What year? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. 2006, well, apparently. PSP, so it's a bit of a jump. Oh, yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, like, uh, what do I got coming up? Like, next week, I think we're doing... Uh, a big old run of uh, streams that are just like viewer choices for Cookie. So uh, over the last year, people were like spending their channel points to suggest games to come up and play for a half hour. So we're going to put them all in polls and just see what we actually end up playing for like the next couple streams. Nice. And uh, I'm almost done my Xenoblade Chronicles playthrough. That was a charity incentive from Coliseum last year. Hey. So that is that is theoretically ending on the 30th. That will supposedly be the last stream of the game. 
Uh, other than that, you know, Coliseum's coming up in March. So uh, at least three of the people you see right here, right now, well, the shirtless man and uh, Josh <laughs> and myself. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be there running segments and just having a good time raising money. And we'll charity. all be shirtless. Yeah, uh, I guess no. my invitation <laughs> must have gotten you know, lost in the mail. So, so you know, it's whatever. It's okay. And yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say something. But I'm like, no, I can't say that actually. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we'll uh, well, uh, Miss A, how about you? Where can we find you? What are you up to? Hello, I'm on Twitch and YouTube. You know, I do all the nerdy things. Uh, I am playing Pokemon Scarlet on Twitch right now. I'm literally endgame. I beat the Elite Four and became a champion literally in the last stream that I did. So, like, that's one of the three branches done and put away. So, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm literally right at the end. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Um, there. I'm also I over you. on. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm also over on YouTube, in which I am tackling Skyward Sword, which I still am trying to get ahead on videos for that, and it's just has it has been a time. Uh, but I also stream there. I'm doing little Gator Game uh, on tomorrow. Hell so, yeah! I thought yeah, you just it, said it Gamer really Game, cute. and I was just like, okay, no, yeah. What Gator. is it called? Big, big, big lizard, little lizard boy. It looks really cute. Little gator game. Gator golf. <laughs> we have Dr. Bowser but. in chat saying someone needs to buy me, say, the buff man t-shirt so she can wear it at Coliseum. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, flex. Everyone else won't know what the heck that's about, but at least I will. And that's very important to me. Uh, and you can find me right here at youtube.com slash laughingbillp. Uh, you may have seen me in chat just like kind of nudging everybody along just ever so slightly. But if you haven't subscribed, uh, you know, please help support the channel and the podcast by subscribing. Uh, it makes me feel good. Uh, every time I see the number go up, it, uh, it sparks something in me. Um, and when the number goes down... Uh, I get big sad. So, you know, uh, be sure to subscribe if you're watching this, uh, if watching, if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever your favorite podcast is and it has a review system, please be give us, be sure to give us a good review. Uh, if it's just five stars, that's perfectly fine with me. Um, and uh, if it's zero stars, you know, keep it to yourself. So <laughs> you can just move on <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, leave a like, comment, subscribe uh, about, you know, leave, let us know what uh, games you are looking forward to. If you're watching this on VOD, um, you can always participate in that way and help support the video by leaving a comment um, and letting us know what you're looking forward to in the year 2023. Uh, but until then, uh, I will be back next month with another episode of Dialogue Box. I have absolutely no idea what it will be. I got thoughts, though. But, you know, may maybe it'll happen. And, and maybe you'll see some of these people on here. Maybe you'll see Masea's abs again here someday. Flex. Big flex. Flex so hard the arms just go weird. Alright, but thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for being here and talking with me about video games, and I will see you guys next time. Good night, everybody. Bye bye. How do I end the podcast? Shit. Bye. No more flex.